We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want yes. our blessings in our in. Fry dudes are back, back at it, going old school, going back to just reading and reacting. If you go back to some of our earlier episodes, there was a lot of that. We're just getting back to the basics. We're going to Matt 21, Bolt Brian is reading. By the way, you frustrated with religion and hypocrites? Oh man, this is this will be gold for you. Uh, there's, there's a lot of this, especially in Matt 21 and beyond. So, well, let, I'll let you uh, listen and be the judge of that. Here it comes. Old Brian. By the way, we're jumping midstream on this. Uh, if you want to read the whole thing, just crack that book. Start in Matt 21. Here you go. Not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will happen. And all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Sure. Yeah, can we? Can I say something there? Please. Sure. Before we move on. So I feel, so I feel I was just getting all these different images and I haven't seen it before. Maybe it's just your beautiful voice, Brian, but it was, yeah, I was just getting all these images of, of not simply Jesus walking into Jerusalem, but it feels like Jesus right now, it, this is a season where we've, some of us have been fasting and some of us have been um, really seeking or trying to understand what Easter is about this season. And it it feels like right now this is like Jesus entering into your Jerusalem, like into your spirit. And we have this, it's like, do you, when you feel that, are you, are you crying out Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest? Because I think that that's what our response should be. And then sometimes Jesus will confront us on certain things. And then we want to be like the Pharisees and recoil and push him away. But I feel like right now is just this season of like, I just want, I just love him so much, you guys. And I, I just want everyone to cry that out. Like, I just want everyone to be able to cry out Hosanna. The other thing is, is this fig tree of, I've never seen it like this before. So this fig tree wouldn't have fruit on it because it's not in the season. It's not in season. And yet Jesus, Jesus cursed it. And, and, and it's, I've always thought like, why would he curse it? Obviously Jesus, like that seems irrational, that you're cursing something that doesn't have fruit because it's not in season, but we're always supposed to be in season as Christians, like in season and out of season, we're always supposed to be ready. And, and so I just want to say to you guys, like just always be lifting the weights, which I believe we are, but man, let's never be out of season. Mm. I love that, man. Um, again, remember what I said earlier, uh, you could read this thing a thousand times. Casey might be one of the most read in this group. Um, but I'm just saying new things pop all the time. That's why they call it the living word. So, yeah, any other reaction to that? Otherwise, we'll have Bold continue forward. I got, I got one, but it might lighten the mood a little too much. Did Jesus just ask his disciples to commit Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, is, and is this the first protest riot in the Bible? 
Possibly. Oh, yes. interesting. <laughs> interesting. It was more like a joy ride. I mean, they brought it. They brought the donkey back. Oh, by, by the way, just this is me nerding out a little bit. But which prophet was it? Does anyone know that talked about the cult? Or they foretold, right? It says one prophet foretold that this was going to happen, that the king would ride in. On, I think on it's either Daniel or Isaiah. Is it, I think it might I, be Isaiah. So okay. I so I might be remembering this incorrectly. I think uh, – never mind. Yeah, I think it is Isaiah. Zechariah oh, 9.9. Nine. Zechariah chapter okay. 9, verse 9. Oh, yeah, right, I, Peter. I, I didn't, oh, yeah, there we go. This is yeah. the power of the group. Yeah. Way to go, Peter. <laughs> All right. I, I didn't think it was someone as, like, normal or, like, normalized as as Isaiah, but, yeah, excellent. Why don't you read that, Peter? Do you, do you have it, Pete? Yeah, yeah, I got this here. Yeah, read, read that. All right. Zechariah chapter 9. Verse 9, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. Man. So, there you go. Hey, I love it. Let, let's, you know I like going here a lot, but just bear with me. You, some of you guys are very versed. But then again, some of you guys, we're all on a different spectrum. And then if it's not you, then how are you selling it? Right. So what I always love to point at first time I, exp- I realized that it was actually later in life where all these prophets like Isaiah and Daniel and Zechariah, which I don't I don't reference very often. All this stuff was foretold and it's written. It's documented. It's in those Jewish books so long ago. Yeah. So just know and be emboldened by that, especially for anyone that doubts. And then again, you know, my favorite examples anyway, what we're reading your whole calendar is based on this right now. What Bold has been reading about 2,000 years ago is based on this. So um, I, I just like physical evidence. And, and, and I, uh, we just don't take this lightly. We take this seriously. Um, this was written down, and you can debate whether it's true or not. But what you can't debate is the whole world's calendar operates on this event. Yeah. Okay. Although now they're trying to change BC to BCE. I don't know if anyone's noticed that. Yeah, but before Christ is now before Common Era. So anyway, I, I digress. Um, hey Tom, could I could I read the next two pieces of that Zechariah? Because this is oh, what sure sure uh, this, this is what this whole this whole event is all about. Is yeah. people were thought Jesus was going to be a king, and it's kind of cool the way it reads because you you can see how people were like waiting for a physical like you're going to have a, a kingdom kingdom and not a spiritual. Right. <clears throat> but then now we read it and it's like, whoa, he was talking about it. Go. Cool. He says, I will take away your chariots from Ephraim and the warehouses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. Mm. Uh, that's wild, man. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that, Rod. Any other further reaction? Otherwise, we'll keep plowing ahead on Matt 21. All right, Bold, you're back up, brother, if you don't mind. All right. I'll ask you one thing, which if you tell me, 
I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John was from what source, from heaven or from men? And they began reasoning among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? Uh, but if we say for men, we fear the people, for they all regard John as a prophet. In answering Jesus, they said, we do not know. He also said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, son, go work today in the vineyard. And he said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. The man came to the second and said, to, said the same thing, and he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you that the tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in a way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. And you, seeing this, did not even remorse afterward, so as to believe him. Listen to another parable. There, is a, there was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and rented it out to the vine growers and went on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his slaves to the vine growers to receive the produce. The vine growers took his slaves and beat one and killed another and stoned a third. Again, he sent another group of slaves larger than the first, and they did the same thing to them. But afterward, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine growers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. They took him and threw him out of the vine vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine growers? They said to him, he will bring those wretches to a wretched end and will rent out the vineyard and the other vine growers who will pay him the proceeds at the proper seasons. Jesus said to them, did you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people, producing the fruit of it. And he who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. But on whomever it falls, it will, be, it will scatter him like dust. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they understood that he was speaking about them. Then they sought to seize him. They feared the people because they considered him a, to be a prophet. All right. We made it through. There Matt 21. There's so much there. I'm really excited about it and hear what you guys have to say. Um, speaking of anyone that's frustrated with religion, <laughs> any of you, any of you been burned by a church or religion, um, remember they're boats with holes. Um, we try our best and some do better than others. Some have less holes than others. You've heard me say that many, many times. But what I love about Matt 21 is it, 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 
it shows you how we'll scheme. The religious leaders will scheme. They kind of lose their purpose of why they were originally there. They they put power and, and money more important than the actual truth. So um, I, I love it because you go further. If you're intrigued, keep going into Matthew because he says hypocrites about 10, 15 times following that. Um it's to me, I, I love it when he does that because I think anyone that gets frustrated with religion, that's usually where I go first uh, because I say, well, so is Jesus. Jesus was definitely frustrated with religion and, and the, the church leaders at the time. So anyway, thank you, Bold. Man, it's soothing to hear your voice. It really is. So who's, who's got next? Well, first, what stood out with me is verse 43 talks about us. It's talking about us the future disciples of God's word. Yeah, we're the fruits. We are to, we are to produce the fruit That's right. for those that have not heard the word. That's exactly right. That's exactly why we're ties here. right into the parable of the talents. Like in this, yeah. in this, I guess, final teaching of Jesus, it's like he ties so much Old Testament scripture in it too. If you have a study Bible, there's like asterisks everywhere in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. It's absolutely fascinating when you really dive in and you figure out how much it is integrated. It, it, well, well, because he's, you have to remember that he's talking to the Pharisees. The Pharisees weren't like you and I, they, I mean, they memorized the first five books of the of the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, they memorized the entire Torah word for word. And so to think about that, I mean, that's why Jesus is constantly using Deuteronomy and like these, these books that, I mean, to even think about, sometimes it's too difficult to even read them, let alone memorize them. And so the Pharisees would have known what he was saying and uh, that he is proclaiming that he is the Messiah. But, yeah, they clearly couldn't hear it. This is, I don't know, the, when I think about the Pharisees, right, the religious elite, it, these guys weren't, I don't think, at least a lot of them, weren't um, setting out to try to be uh, evil, or right? This was their, their raised, they were incredibly versed. This was their understanding of those, the Old Testament. This is their understanding, right? And this was their establishment. They felt that they were doing kind of the work of God. And then Jesus comes in and upsets the apple cart. But I just, I, I think about that too as a warning, you know, when you're going along thinking, yep, this is how I'm, you know, this, this is the way it is. This is what the Bible says this is how it goes. It's like, yeah. Are, are you sure about that? Or are you, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not articulating very well, but no, I, just, you I don't think the Pharisees as a whole were setting out to be bad dudes is they were, I don't know. They just, they did slid into a, a an area where they just weren't hearing the true gospel. Yeah, I was thinking that um, you know, if you if you think of the journey out of Egypt and and you know, there's just continual resets along that journey. And, you know, they're they're you know, the religious the Levites were, you know, the chosen ones, you know, to to carry the Ark of the Covenant, right? And and I can only imagine, you know, through time you know, all of a sudden somebody comes in and says, you're wrong or you're not doing this right. I mean, that, that'd be, that'd be a pretty tough pill to swallow. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. 
Oh, Marcus, I love it. And thank you, G. That's that's excellent. Um, yeah, we need to be careful. As whoever opened up at the beginning of, uh, especially if you're a teacher, um, with uh, with this stuff, especially there is, it's written. You are held to a higher standard. You need to be careful, very careful. And I take it very seriously as well. Um, it's first or second Timothy, I believe, but um, someone probably has that. Again, I probably should know that by heart. But I love Marcus and G. What you bring up, point, and, and that is to it's a humble reminder for all of us. We get sometimes we get a little too high in our horse. Um, Jesus is pretty clear. We, we 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 should be we should be a servant. We we need to serve others. We shouldn't be looking down at people. We should be looking up, right, and washing their feet. And just like power, it's just power. Whether it's the ways of the world or the ways of a church, sometimes we get too caught up in. And you're right, Marcus. We don't really even see it. We don't see that we're we're not intending to be the bad guy. Um, it just you you get lost in power and structure and organization and start losing heart. And you miss it. Word. Thank you, Bold Brian. Uh, you definitely could narrate books. And thank you for joining. And thank you, Jogging Jesus and G and One and Done and Quip and Hot Rod for your contributions for this round. By the way, there is more. Uh, we get into sex later into that recording. I'm saving that for after Easter. Yes, sometimes sex has to wait, as some of you painfully know. <laughs> I know. Painful, but yes, true for some of you. Um, anyway, we're going to end on a prayer note. And uh, Bold comes back. Man, this is this is the Bold's episode. Um, he caps this one off. And may I encourage you, may we all encourage you, yeah, read Matt for yourself. Read Matthew. And, and, and uh, check out, check out the challenges. Check out the challenges that the religious elite took on for Jesus that led up to the pain that's coming up here um, later this week. Then, of course, the story of redemption, as most of you know. So hope you make it a great week. Here we go again. Bold Brian, ending with a prayer. Our topics are hot and heavy, and that is the greatest gift that you've given us to ask the questions, to question what you've written, and that's what that book is about. It's a story. We read Matthew 21. It's a story. And you've given us this greatest gift, a story about our prophets, the coming of the Messiah, and the greatest gift that we're coming into this coming week is understanding why you gave your son to die on a cross for our sins, shedding his blood. He's a sacrificial lamb for us all. And yeah, we're, we have faults and we sin and we, God, we deal with crap every single day because we are human. But the greatest gift is that no matter what our flaws are, you still forgive us constantly. Mm. And we are so grateful for that. So in the coming week, we ask that we remember deep down in our soul and in our heart, the thankfulness that we have to give to you on putting your son first and foremost before us and taking away our sins. 
We ask that you keep us safe in the week to come and that you bring us back here safely. In your name we pray. Amen.